What is up? What is up, B.A. family? And welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. I'm your host, Mason Bendigo. If y'all are tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy days to listen. And thank you for checking back in for everyone that has been on this journey with us. I'm so pumped for today's guest. He started his career in a small town as a pipe welder to what many people in that small town looked at as success. Our guest today, Cody Cornwell, decided to break that mold that everyone was putting on him and decided to take a leap of faith. He now runs, with the help of his business partner, a seven-figure marketing agency called Heavy Marketing. Cody now not only has broken the mold that people have put on him, but he has been able to break the mold of the nine to five, and he has been able to create generational wealth and freedom. If you enjoy the show, which I know you will, and you want to go check out Cody a little bit more, you can find him on his Instagram at Cody underscore the conqueror. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. If there's something that you got out of this episode, share it with a loved one. Share it with someone who you think can take something from this episode. As always, if you haven't followed us on our Instagram at Breathing Air Podcast, it's greatly appreciated. Go over there. I'm going to continue to keep good content coming for you all to keep you motivated throughout the week and pushing forward. I love to interact with you all as much as possible. So if you have any questions about the show or just life in general, I'm always here to talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a comment. It is greatly appreciated to move the show forward and keep the train running. Today's episode is brought to you by our incredible sponsors over at Borderline Clothing and Supply. They are a brand for the go-getters, the outdoors people. It's beautiful here in central Arkansas, so lots of great hiking. They're a local company here as well, which obviously it's important to support local businesses right now. All of their products are very environmentally sound, environmentally friendly, all organic materials and all of their clothing. They have clothes for men and women, and they also have a kick-ass bug spray that they just came out with. Our skin is the biggest organ, so it's important to be putting good things on it. It's made of all essential oils right up my alley when it comes to those things. So not only is this a great company, but they have a bigger mission. With every single product purchased from Borderline Clothing and Supply, they donate 20 meals to the local food bank, already amassing over 200,000 plus meals donated in the state of Arkansas. So an incredible company with great products and also a great backbone and mission. I always say that it has to be something more that is driving you and driving your company and driving your business. Whatever it is, whether that's family or the fight for hunger, a bigger purpose, something outside of yourself and Borderline Clothing and Supply does just that. If you want to check them out, you can find them at Borderline Clothing Supply on Instagram or www.borderlineclothingandsupply online. If you find something you like, you can get 10% off with promo code breath without further ado our incredible guest today coming all the way live from sarasota florida cody cornwell i don't know what it is man in my head the entire time i'm thinking of what you uh say on your instagram you're like b wednesday (laughs) that shit gets me so hype every time i hear it 
Man, it's so funny that, and you're in the marketing world and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but it's so funny how, how people have attached to that even more than the breathe and air part of it. Like that's the name of the podcast. But when people think of the podcast, they think of my goofy ass getting on Wednesday morning and saying, it's B A Wednesday. Like so many times people will come up and say that to me and I'm like, all right, that's good. But listen to the, like, listen to the show. But that (laughs) part of it is so, you know, it's so important. Right, right. Well, and it's something too that like, you can catch our attention real quick, but it's like, fuck, maybe you should just name it BA Wednesday. <laughs> Dude, they, I, had a, I had a really weird experience. Um, it was kind of a surreal, I, I say weird, but it was weird for me because, you know, this last Wednesday was week 31 and I was actually out at Lake of the Ozarks this past summer and a girl came up to me. I had no idea who she was and she goes, hey, and taps me. I'm like, Hey, what's up? She goes, you're BA Wednesday. And I said, what? Like no idea who she was or anything. So I guess it was just a mutual friend on Facebook that I didn't recognize her. But, uh, it was just one of those things where it was like, that was so weird. But the first connection was BA Wednesday, like not your mate, like your B that your BA Wednesday. I was just like, that's crazy. You know, it was one of those surreal moments, honestly. Yeah. I've, I've had that a couple of times and like, it's always weird too. And it's like, I don't know, you hear some like big podcasters talking about it, you know, obviously like Joe, um, but you know, Bert Kreischer and stuff like that, when people are coming up to them and people like think that there's already a connection there, but yeah. see mine is big with, with my Instagram. Um, and you know, this girl comes up to me and is like, Hey, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, uh, like I'm wearing the gym and I'm like, uh, to meet you, like what the fuck, you know, and so much, she had so much energy. And when I'm in the gym, I got energy, but it's like dark energy. I'm trying to get some shit out of me. (laughs) Uh, so I'm like trying to flip a script and like try to be friendly, figuring out what the fuck's going on. And she's like, we follow each other on Instagram and like, you're so motivating and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, (laughs) like I kind of just sat there for a bit Yeah, and it's, been like it wasn't anything because of her looks or because of anything like I was just like uh like I couldn't even match her energy at the moment or anything yeah and I feel like it's because we're telling these stories and and it's not to you know those kind of moments make you feel like what you're doing is worthwhile like those are the little moments that keep pushing you like you're like okay I'm making an impact here because so many times it feels like your voice and your message may get lost in this big worldwide web that we have, you know, and, and sometimes when you're constantly grinding on something you're passionate about or perfecting your craft, you feel like maybe sometimes people aren't, uh, you know, like recognizing it or, or not that you're doing it for other people per se, but it is really nice. And it really affirms like what you're doing when you have situations like that happen. Right. Right. And that's where, you know, as like it cool, it's nice. Like one of the things mentally I've been kind of dealing with is it's nice making a lot of money now right? Being yep. financially free and, and also having a company that, that I set up, you know, with my business partner, Ron, you know, it's something that we can work from wherever. So I'm also time free. I don't have to show up fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, it's, I'm bad with scheduling. I even created my business to work as I want, you know? 
and I'm, and I'm finding out like, I can't be like that, you know, but, uh, you know, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I got the things that I want. You know, if I wanted to sit there and go out and buy a Lamborghini, I could have went out and bought a Lamborghini, but I knew I was going to like it after a week of having it. My truck, cause I know I'm going to like my truck always. I got my bike cause I know I'll always like my bike. Yeah. You know? And, uh, it's like, I'm sitting here and I'm, uh, like, what, well now what, you know? And that's part of like, I'm finding myself at a young age in this legacy stage where like I'm, if I, I could just keep doing what I'm doing now and die a rich ass man, you know, which plan on still dying a rich ass man, but I'm also trying to figure out how, you know, how I can leave that, that legacy already. Yeah. Which is interesting at a young age. Cause it sound at, at first I was like, man, you're sounding cocky. Like who the fuck are you? And then I'd be like, yeah, and I really haven't done nothing. You know, you fight that. And then it's like, I start realizing everyone in my circle is older than me. The people that are my age are in the same boat, which there's not many, you know, mm-hmm. you know, at 24 to sit there and say, I can do as I please. Um, and then I'm like, fuck, like, I guess I do have things to teach people. So then you start putting yourself out there and you're, it's, it's, Kind of like you said, it's kind of like this weird uh, position you put yourself in where it's like, if I make this leap and it's almost like if no one catches me, you're going to feel stupid. Like this moron thought he was going to talk like anyone gave a fuck. Yeah. And then you, you're like, well, I see the messages and the questions I get. I see people want me to like mentor them and shit. You know, I see people that are 40 years older than me asking me questions. Like, I clearly got something to talk about here. So put it out there. And then I started doing that. And coming from a small town, like, if you say something, like, people are going to, anything out of, like, bailing hay, a lifted truck, hunting, like, dude, get that motivational bullshit out here. You know, you want to talk about feelings, go fuck off, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Let's drink a beer. That's kind of how they are. So I'm like, that's why I had to leave. Yeah. It's not who I wanted to be. It's, it's one of those things where so long, for so long, we are molded by our environment and like things that happen around us subconsciously. I talk about this all the time, how powerful the subconscious is, because a lot of the decisions and thoughts and things that we do on a daily basis, we don't realize how influenced our thoughts are. Um, but being able to be self-aware and take a step back and say, okay, this is something I believe in or that I feel strongly about. And I'm not saying it, even though I think it'll help people that are going through similar headspace. Why am I not saying it? Because I'm afraid of what other people will think. Well, there's your first problem. Like you cannot give a shit about what other people think to an extent. And it's like, you're not doing it for them at the end of the day. If you have something that you're passionate about and that you're driven behind and that you think is right for you and that is making a difference in the world, then more power to you. Like you shouldn't care if someone's going to say, Oh, oh, like man, man up, stop talking about your feelings or, you know, you're stupid for leaving your hometown in this job or, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstance may be that you're in. Like you cannot be driven by outside 
to an extent that can drive you, but at the end of the day, it's going to leave you feeling empty if you're constantly trying to appeal to other people. You're trying to fill other people's glass and what they are, what they think of you, but that's going to leave you feeling empty if you're constantly trying to fill everyone else's glass on, on like a, you know, even not even a real level, like more of a visual level or a success, like quote unquote success level. Right, right. Yeah, that, it's, that's really interesting too because dude, when I started this, a lot of people don't know. When I started, I was homeless. I went from pipe welding to like going homeless and there's certain people that like maybe just hear that as words and it's like, no, I was making a living that fucking... 30 year olds try to make and couldn't cut it in the field. And I decided it wasn't a lifestyle I wanted. Everybody told, I was, I made it in my town. Like I'm a pipe welder, you know, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I was like, nah, it's not what I want though. And people like you're, you're so you're stupid. Cody's a moron, you know? And I ended up moving back to that small town when I did officially go, I'm going to start launching something on my own. And I was delivering furniture for $10 an hour. So now imagine this, everyone from this small town is going to this furniture store and now Cody's in the back or Cody's delivering their furniture. And this is like people's parents, like people are seeing me as they're like, let's say they're shopping there or whatever. And they're like, you good? And I got on a strict diet because I don't want to spend money on food. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm probably looking like I'm on drugs, you know? And that, and that's what they're like, like, did you, did you fall like into anything? And I'm like, nah, what does every Every drug dealer say, I'm starting a business, you know? So I'm like, no, I'm starting a business. So I moved back in with my parents and they're like, yeah, sure. You know, (laughs) (laughs) and then I ended up then moving, moving around quite a bit from mentors and and trying to learn things, different places, putting myself in situations that it was kind of do or die, to be honest with you. And, you know, here I am now at 24 running a million dollar business. Yeah. If I listened to anybody along the way, there was not one fuck. I'm serious. There's not one fucking person that told me, keep going. There are people that said, I believe that you'll come out fine, but there was no one that said what you're doing is the right path. No one even wanted to sit me down and ask what my plan was either. What's Mm -hmm. the, model even simple questions like that so it's interesting because if if i would have listened to anybody i want to be where i am and i make more than every single one of them now and more fulfilling life which is most important right yeah and that's that's the crazy thing though for so long you hear this uh, rhetoric of a parent or an outside person like trying to mold a path, even our schooling system, the way that it is with, you know, oh, this, if you don't, you know, graduate, go to college and do this and this and that, then, you know, people might say, oh, why? Some jobs won't even hire you if you don't have a college degree, right? So it's kind of this backwards system that we're in and way of thinking when it's like, why are you trying to please everyone else when you yourself are not following what you desire as far as, you know, what you think you're good at and what kind of lifestyle you want, what kind of money you want to make, uh, where you want to be, your goals, the things that you see yourself in the future. Like, it's so funny when you ask a lot of people, like, what's your goals this year? 
I mean, so many people will say, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What's your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, I don't know. And I, and sometimes I don't like those questions. Sometimes you got to think like macro, you got to think about, you know, where, where do you want to go? Where are you, do you see yourself going? But what's more important is breaking it down to like, all right, day-to-day basis. What am I doing every single day to get 1% better? Cause all that is going to get me to there, right? I can't, and I, but for me, especially, and any high achiever or someone that's, you know, super ambitious and has goals and aspirations, we're always thinking like, all right, what do I got to do to get there? What do I got to do to get there? But it's so important to like slow down a little and yeah. focus on here and now because the little things that we do every day, my big thing is mentally, physically, spiritually, what did I do in this day to get 1% better? If I did the, if I did something in each of those categories, then I think I'm moving 100% in the right direction and everything that I want in the future will be there if I keep doing those little things. So it's just a mindset switch, you know, and even just starting goal, like having goals, it's people won't do it. People don't. Yeah. Well, and it's like, if, if I asked you, you know, it, it may not be a physical goal board. I don't give a fuck if it's a materialistic thing. Yeah. I tell people, give me something that's a goal. Like Jesus Christ. I don't care if it's a better toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> me a goal, something that you're going to work towards. And I think so many people, and I'm sure they ask you, I know they ask, you know, all my clients, business partner, everyone just doesn't know where to start or is scared. Mm. And well, what do you want to do? And everyone's answer is the same, especially in our age bracket, right? I don't, I'm not sure. Perfect. And then like, what? How's that perfect? I don't know what to do next. I don't know what move to make. I don't know where I want to be. I was like, slow down. Pick five things you want to do. Okay. Once you pick those five things you want to do, find out what you got to get better at that's in common with all five things. So what are you always going to need good to be good at? Negotiating. And everyday life, it doesn't matter if you're a nurse and let's say you got a, you know, a patient coming in freaking out. You got to know how to negotiate and, and de-escalate, right? It's a business deal, whatever it may be. You got to be able to be able to emotionally listen to people. So now you got to train for that, right? And there's like, there's just these certain things that if you start going on that path, once you get on and you start falling, like, you know what I'm talking about, like that rabbit hole you get in. And then you let the energy take you and see where it goes. Yeah. And setting, it's setting intentions too. Like, intentions. I'm re- yeah, I'm, I'm start. I'm reading this book right now. And if you haven't, or if anyone hasn't, I'm not finished with it, but I'll already suggest it to everybody. It's called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Great. And yeah, it's incredible. And it's broken down into three, three sections, um, fitness, money, and wisdom. And it's basically the Titans in their industry and all of those that he's had the chance of coming and crossing paths with. One of them in there is talks about high performers and morning rituals, right? Like whether it's morning meditation, whether it's cold showers, getting active in the morning, um, you know, uh, daily gratitude journals, like something along those lines to get you going in the morning. And that's something this wraps back around to intention, right? You're intentionally starting your day 
with a mindset of I'm going to kick today's ass. I'm thankful for where I am now. And here's some intentions. Like, here's these things that I want to accomplish today. And like, even just a small tweak like that in your day and in your lifestyle and creating that habit, watch right. so many things start to fall in place. It's crazy. Uh, I'm, you know about this because we've talked, but I just got done with uh, 40 other people that decided to you know, join Savage September and, and do a month of strict diet and working out, no drinking. And there was a list of things that we did. And I, that month was tough for me. But what I'll tell you is so many things started to fall in place in so many different areas of my life, like things as far as sales or as far as, uh, you know, goals that I had fitness wise that I hadn't been hitting before or um, even just like my headspace, things started falling in place. The kicker here though is I didn't start seeing those results until like three and a half weeks, three weeks. So for like three weeks, I'm like in the gym, like this is just one instance, in the gym, like, all right, I want to I want to add like 15 pounds to my bench this month or whatever. Um, something as simple as that. And I'm not seeing any results. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I haven't been drinking on the weekends. I've been eating way, way more clean. Like I'm at all these places where people are drinking. I'm like having to go outside, take a walk. So I don't have like a temp temptation, like every day weekend, all of this stuff. I'm just like, oh. but week three and four, boom, just exponential gains. You know, I closed the sale that I was working on, like all these things just started falling into place. And it just really reminded me that it's like, Hey, all these little things that you're doing are building up and you're so close to breaking through that little, little, like whatever rut you're in or whatever you've been working towards, you don't know how close you are. And if you quit, then you won't get it. Right. But it's just so funny how that works. Well, as you were saying it, like just before that as well, something that stuck with me, there's so much that like either one of us will, we look into things right? like biohacking or yeah. you know, what are we going to try to do to get that 1%, right? Fuck. What if we could get three, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and literally this, and this is literally just a thought experiment. Like as we're talking right now, there's so many people that, and me included, I want to go, what's my perfect ideal morning, right? I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this, then this, then this, then this. And it's like, Let's just say, get up in the morning. Me and Adam were doing um, like a hot tub soak just, just to start the morning. As soon as you get up and then it's like, well, I know I want to meditate in the morning. I know that I want that to be a non-negotiable. And then I'm about to get a, <laughs> this uh, expensive ass ice dip tank to put on my balcony of my apartment so yeah. I can just have a shock bath because here cold. in Florida, you can't have shock showers. It doesn't get cold enough. Really? Yeah. It sucks, dude. Because but why is that? It's the water in the ground or wherever it's stored physically just, not get cold enough. Just stays. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense though because it stays warm. Well, and you know some of my buddies that haven't been out, you know, west or up north, they're like, "Oh no, it gets cold." I was like, "There's a different level of cold that you have to hit to release certain endorphins, and it doesn't get there." You know, so I'm like thinking of all these things. How is my ideal morning potentially going to be set up? Right. As I'm thinking, it's also like 
well, fuck, you almost got it just like with food. Let's, let's test. How does this and this, how does my day go when I feel these certain, do these certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if certain people get so overwhelmed, but I could probably fill an entire day with things that I would like to do ideally in my morning. Yeah, dude, I swear. I swear. You really. Testing those and being like, okay, so the cold plunge is what I personally want to do, but mm-hmm. maybe other people, it's just something they would, it, it would literally cause so much resistance to get into the cold water. What if it ruined their morning? Yeah. Cause they couldn't break that barrier. So then, well, you just shouldn't do it then. You know, at a certain point, I think there's certain people that when they look at self-development, they go like, there's so much I have to fix and so much I should do and I'm not doing. And then it overwhelms them and they go, yeah, I'm going to go out drinking. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to do any of those things. <laughs> and it's like, well, now you didn't get half a percent anywhere. In mm-hmm. fact, you're staying stagnant while there's go-getters, you know, fucking every day up and doing exactly what they want to do. Yeah. That's, I, I was in the sauna the other day and I was like, I'm having one of these in my house soon. Like I, I want a sauna and a cold plunge, like you said, and I'm getting one. Yeah, I, I did the, and you can do the cold plunge. I've seen it done with like a industrial size on the ground freezer, fill it up with water. Like you can do those for like 500 bucks. Like you wouldn't even have to, or like 500, 600 bucks maybe. And you can keep those at uh, 40 degrees, 35 degrees, 40 degrees if you want. You put them I, on a timer outlet too. Yeah, yeah. And I started doing cold tubs in college with, you know, football just because my, I had bad knees. I had two ACL surgeries uh, prior to me even starting my collegiate career. So <laughs> I had to make sure that I was like taking care of my body and like keeping inflammation down, especially in my knees after two days and lifting and all that stuff. So that was like my first introduction to it, but I had no idea what the actual, you know, effects were as far as mental clarity, hormones, endorphins, helps depression, helps anxiety, like all of these like crazy things go on in your body when you shock it like that and energy in the morning too, especially. So I don't know. It's really, I love that stuff. Like Wim Hof and the breathing techniques and stuff. Super yeah. cool. So, so check this out. And this is something that people, I've not heard this anywhere. This is again, another Cody thought. <laughs> uh, that being said, I think you would understand like you playing ball. I went from, you know, playing high school ball. And then luckily I broke that itch with rugby, started yeah. some rugby and then started getting hurt a lot in rugby. And I was like, all right, this is stupid. You know, and luckily I was like, all right, it's not the move. I'm not getting paid for any of this. Why am I doing it? Right. Yeah. Um, but there's, we're, we're the, I hate to say like the alpha male type, but we are right. We're going to like aggression. We like, uh, there's that certain level. Me and Adam talk about it. There's that certain switch. And when you let that switch override, whether it's anger and like you just, it's you're fighting with somebody, whether it's on the street, you know, me and him both have grown out of that part. Or if it's like, like say you're, you're wrestling around or whatever, right? There's something about that as a male and especially an alpha male that it's like, fuck yeah. Those endorphins that are released are the same endorphin. It's at least the same feeling that I get when I do a cold plunge, all that aggression and that like, <sighs> you know, and you're just like, you're there. 
And there's something to that where it helps with that like anxiety that I'd get throughout the day or um, like just to be straight, like the sexual urges, right? I wouldn't have as many that were tied to unhealthy connections, you know? And it's like, that's again, something that started as a track thing for me when we were going to state, they were like, all right, so get in the tub. We got some ice coming. I'm like, what? Yeah. And they're like, you're about to have fun. (laughs) I think, I think what that wraps around to, and I totally understand what you're saying. And it was a weird transition. I think that's a reason why a lot of guys, um, in any sport, uh, and girls too, I'm sure, but in any sport, but especially a contact sport where you, I had one coach say literally like, this is the only place that you can physically assault people and it not be like a crime. You're physically, you're committing assault on the field and it's legal. So it's a weird weird concept. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so to go from that type of mindset and aggression and having an outlet for that aggression and testosterone and, you know, that kind of interaction to then going into a different way, like a lot of guys get done and don't want to go to the weight room and, and that kind of stuff because they get burnt out on it. You know, we're working out at 5 a.m. every morning or we're, or we're always beating our bodies up. So there's some people that go in the opposite direction. For me, I found even more of a love for that because I, it's therapy for me. Same. People ask me all the time. It's, they're like, why do you get up at five? Like I have to be at a case at seven 30. I'll get up at five o'clock or four 30 so I can get a workout. in if I know I'm not going to be able to in the afternoon, they're like, you're crazy. Like, why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you just get the extra couple hours of sleep? I'm like, I need my therapy. <laughs> Like I need my therapy. This is a place where, yeah, there may be like physical pain, but it, what I think it is, and the same thing with the cold tub is that you're so in the present moment when you're doing those things that the pain kind of feels good. Oh, 100%. And something that's interesting moment, like you're feeling it, you're in your body, you're not distracted in a world where we're constantly distracted by outside things and our phone always ringing and you know all of these outside pressures thoughts things like when we're when you're in a when you're in a cold plunge and it's 40 degrees and and you're shriveling up like that's all that you're thinking about right same thing when you're like trying to hit heavy weights or you're working out or you're running miles and you're breathing hard and you're sweating like you're in the moment and that's hard that's hard today i think i think it's even harder with social media and smartphones and all those kind of things also. So I think there's definitely that aspect for me that really turns me on to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know something that I try to get myself out of is like the worst days are the days obviously that I want to go, but then I get there and I do what I shouldn't and I just ego lift because there's nothing like, like, sure, I could sit here and just rep out 225 on bench, but like, and I don't want to do that. You know, like that's one of those days where I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to, I don't want to just do an eh kind of weight. I'm like, I want to have the weight above me that scares me. That's like, I have to concentrate on this 400 pounds because if this 400 pounds doesn't come off my chest, it will crush me. And there's something to that that's a whole nother level. And I'll catch myself all the time. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like 225. All right, cool. I'm going to take that 25 off and put a 45 on. Let's go to 315. And then I'm like, I literally stop myself midway through like repping out and I'm like, you're doing it again. 
you know, because I'm just in the zone. There is something to that disconnect where I don't get that disconnect with like some people watch sports or some people will, um, you know, go out drinking because the entire time while that's going on, I'm like, I'm not playing this sport, nor do I care. I don't have anyone that I'm watching play, you know, no friends or anything. Um, if I'm drinking, you're going out and you're listening to this music about people making money and being successful. And you're looking around and you're like, none of you are making money or being successful. <laughs> you know, yeah. why are you here right now? And there's a time and a place, like, don't get me wrong. I still have fun. Yeah. But that's not my escape. Right. Everyone has that. Yeah. And I think everyone has that outlet. The thing is, is, and I always say this about, you know, physical fitness or activity, like this is my one good addiction. Like <laughs> this is <laughs> good addiction that I have. I can, I can say, yes, I'm addicted to this feeling that I get when I do this action. Oh, and guess what? It's also really good for you. So that's one of those things that I'm like, I need to hold on to this because not only is it physically helping me and mentally helping me, uh, but it's a good habit. Like it's something that is paying off that I also love. That also gives me a dopamine hit. That also gives me good, good feel good chemicals in my brain when I'm done. Um, so it's one of those things that I tell people, it's like you start doing it and it could be just like the Savage September thing. You won't maybe feel a difference till week three, four. But once you start feeling that difference and what you start creating that habit and it becomes part of a lifestyle and not just a diet or a fad, which is why I'm always like when people are wanting the quick fixes, you know, the 10, 10, 10 day abs or yeah. the, the keto diets and like all that, like I know it all has its place, but right. The thing is, is creating it as a lifestyle. And I think oftentimes those diets and those fads and things are selling a quick fix. And there is no quick fix in this world. There is no get rich quick scheme or things like that, right? There's always a pain and a process. Like you said, you were homeless before you started doing uh, this and creating a seven figure business. Like there is always a process and a step. And I kind of want to go back to that when it comes to the business and the marketing side of things. Like, tell us a little bit about, you know, what your company is about and, and kind of what you do for your clients. And it is in the marketing space. So what kind of trends and things are you seeing in that, in that space right now? That's actually, that's a well-placed question, whether you even know it or not. You know, because it's like there's a lot of things that go on behind the screens, per se, that a lot of people just don't understand. You know, they'll see <clears throat> they'll see something like Trump not wanting TikTok and they're going to tie some political shit to it. And then they'll like maybe on a surface level be like, oh, well, it's going to cause this issue with this platform. And maybe Instagram, you know, has their reels now. And then they kind of just call it quits. And that's kind of like all they think into it. Because let's be honest, that's all you really need to if you're not in the space. Yeah. But so to step back before I get too lost on that, what my agency does is we do marketing, closing, and business consulting. And when I mean closing, like high ticket sales closing, where we got some clients that have like $25,000 to $40,000, you know, services, they don't have to get on calls anymore. You know, we make sure everything's clear, right? We record calls and then we'll close for them. We also set up what I, the way I like to put it is it's a weird Facebook ads that know way too much about you. So you go to Under Armour and you're looking at socks and you're like, man, I'd like to get these. You order a pair maybe. Yeah. 
all of a sudden you're flooded with Under Armour socks ads. <laughs> and they're everywhere and you're like or you talk about something and people are like i don't know if they're hearing me but i definitely see this well i'm here telling you right now that if you talk about certain things my clients ads will run on your phone and then i'm gonna run them more to you the more you watch it so by doing that it's kind of like applied psychology has got to come into play in marketing why I say applied psychology is because a lot of people want to sit there and say they understand psychology and marketing. In today's world, no, you don't. You will never fully understand it. You are going to consistently have to look at it and see what's going on with the data. What I mean by that, in this last, especially with the pandemic, but let's say the last two years, like with TikTok coming around and things like that. Quick example. You have Instagram being something where a lot of people are watching short videos and, you know, pictures, right? Instagram's trying to decide on what they put more weight on, pictures or videos, what comes up more. So then they're measuring what's engaged with more because the more people are engaging, the more they're on the app, right? Mm -hmm. That comes out, changes the whole fucking game. Instagram's like, okay, cool. I'm going to put more weight on images because when people want to watch videos, they're going over to another app. And we're not going to compete with that other app right now. People like new. So they go, okay, we're going to give people what they want. We're going to throw up more pictures, right? So now when TikTok starts going away, so everyone's psychology is completely changed with the platform. And it may seem like a small thing, but it's huge, especially if like there's any influencers listening. It's huge because you'd be like, why is my engagement going down? Instagram changed how they're putting weight on things, mm. you know? Now with that though, too, now that it's being taken away, you know, they launch reels on Instagram. Right. Now that that's launched on Instagram, they're keeping it to short 15 seconds. But then I got to sit here and go like just to round this all in. I got to sit there as somebody that runs hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ads. And I got to go, how am I going to break through to play with these algorithms to get a sale? What order am I going to show ads and what different personality types do I want to market to? And then as soon as a new updates rolled out, which is damn near every week, I got to sit back and reevaluate. How's this going? How can I get people what they want? I'm going to sell them on what they want and give them what they need. You know, that's another major thing. Mm, I like that. That's, that's strong right there. Sell them, yeah. what, give them what they need. But it's almost like when you go back to the, um, you know, you know, six pack abs in six weeks kind of thing to an extent that could be played well because you sit there and you sell them on a little program like that. And then throughout the program, you prime them to be ready for an upsell at the end of it. And you say, listen, so you're seeing results. You're feeling great. You got to let this be a lifestyle. Right. But if they never got started on that easy, easy fix, you may have never caught them. Right. I remember when I first did uh, Sober October when Joe and them did it the first time. I was like, I don't have any tie to anything, you know? And then all of a sudden I, you know, stop everything and I'm like, oh, I'm not like addicted, but like there's certain things that I probably now feel better not doing. Yeah. It was a quick fix, you know, in a way. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm not going to go back to doing these things a lot. 
like smoking weed. I'm, I now know that I'm not a person that can smoke weed. Now, I, now, for some reason, edibles are cool with me, right? But I would have never known. So when you go back to marketing, it's kind of like there's certain marketing techniques that are used that are kind of the same way. You know, yeah. give, give them what that quick fix may feel like, and, but you're actually going to give them so much more in the back end. Yeah. This is a, this is an interesting topic. And one, when we start getting into psychology and neuroscience and like we said, biohacking, these kind of things are so interesting to me. And that's, that's a big part of the show. Everyday action, extraordinary mindset, mindset, our mind, our thoughts run our body and it's an intricate system. So it's so interesting to me when you start hearing about these little tweaks, whether it comes to business or health and, and mentality. But uh, did you watch the social network? No. So there's, there's a show on Netflix, not a show. It's just a documentary hour and a half came out called the social network. I actually went on a podcast yesterday called young culture podcast. Um, I'm excited for y'all to hear that, but we talked a lot about this subject. Um, it's, they basically tell everybody what we already knew. Phones are addicting. There's dopamine, you know, they're uh, applying to our psychology with certain marketing. Um, they care about money more than, you know, they care about us kind of thing. We already know all these things, right? But that's, it, called, that's called, hold on. I got to stop you there because that's probably the most, and I'm not saying you, people yeah. think that that's like the most a neg, like negative thing. Right. Shut the fuck up. The world is ran by the market. True. At company, they do it because money drives everything. Mm-hmm. Putting your attention towards it. That then in return, when people are mad about it, is your fault. Your fault. That is, see, and that's, you, you literally took the words out of my mouth because that's so funny. But it was, it was eye-opening to see that. But the whole, a lot of our conversation was based around what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Are you being used by it or are you using it? You have the control. And that's the biggest thing. Like people always say, Social media is so addicting. Um, I feel depressed or anxious or have ADHD because of this phone or whatever it may be. Guess what? You have control of this. And that's the thing people get into. And that's where this, the subconscious thing comes back, right? You're subconsciously making habits every single day, whether you know it or not. And you're being influenced by your surroundings, whether you know it or not. You're being influenced by the things that come up on your feed. Um, so it's, it's all about being self-aware of these things and then using them to your advantage because you're literally being given a platform that is one of the most powerful things that honestly business wise or influence wise, however you want to look at it, that this world has ever seen. Right. Well, think about the culture, the black lives matter movement, right? Imagine how much slower our understanding to another culture would be. If you live in a small town where I came from, you'd be mind blown the shit that has been said, right? Yeah. But we weren't around as much culture. Now, I personally was because I was friends with people from other schools. Some people weren't. Imagine going 18 years without being around any other ethnicity. You're not going to understand why it fucking matters that you say a certain thing. Yeah. Think a certain way about somebody. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have this tool that allows us to connect with people that all the way around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think we've advanced 
everyone wants to talk negatively about our society. I think we've advanced so much more than people understand. It's fast too. It's happened fast. Quick. That's the scary part to me is how fast it's happened. And, and if you, you're a Rogan fan, you listen to Rogan. And I've, I think about this a lot though, because with the psychology and the mentality of this generation with technology and how fast it's been, I mean, we just had a 10 year anniversary a couple of days ago for Instagram, 10 years, 10. Think about that. 10 years old. And then think about Instagram and how powerful it is. Think about you being as powerful as Instagram as a 10 year old. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's a different comparison, but that's a short lifespan, short lifespan. Oh, so yeah. think about how large that is. Apple. I mean, Google, the internet, period. Well, when you say that, I know exactly how powerful it is because I had my fucking Instagram deleted. And it was something that was like, I I was the type of person where I could go on a hiatus and not need social media. I always actually tested it. That's your photo album now, though. I got pictures on there that are deleted from everywhere. I'll never get them back. 135,000 followers that I've connected with, let's just say a solid thousand of them. I've had a solid connection with, you know, not like best friends or anything like that, but I had a connection with, I'd keep up with here and there, right? Gone business connections. That was my business card was my Instagram. Yeah. Right. So then when this gets deleted, I'm like, holy shit. Two days before that Instagram got deleted, all my contacts were deleted on my phone. What happened? Did you get hacked or... I'm thinking there was somebody that I may have fucked with that may have some ins Instagram, just to be honest. And I know his ass ain't gonna watch this. I'm not gonna name him though, because I ain't trying to fuck with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he learned his lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson quick. No, but I, I think somebody, you know, went and paid, paid some money to get it taken down, but like that's cool. Uh it is what it is, fair play. Um, but this is Peaky Binders 21st century. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you burn down my business i'll create another one yes oh peaky you don't mess the peaky blinders dude i'll watch that show that's my favorite show by the way but i'll watch that show and just be like you talk about alpha male feeling you watch a couple episodes of peaky blinders and watch thomas shelby you're gonna want to go do some crazy stuff Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of those, he's one of those characters. There's sometimes in movies where certain people were born for a specific role and Thomas Shelby, I don't know the name of the actor, but that actor was born to play Thomas Shelby in the Peaky Blinders. I'm convinced. Oh yeah. Like he was born and God was like, all right, here's what we are. Your plan is. <laughs> Yo, so there's something I actually want to step back and talk on. Cause it's yeah. something that I would love to pick your brain about. Mm-hmm. You said you guys were talking about the, um, you know, the, what was that Netflix show? Social Dilemma. So Social Dilemma. Did you guys talk anything about, and I think we're both on the same page and like, listen, it's your platform. It's your phone. Control the shit. Take ownership. There there, There is some advantage being taken, but this is the unemotional Cody saying, if it wasn't social media taking advantage of those people, it would be something else. I don't know what that something else would be. Would it be sports? Would it be alcohol? Would it be fucking more vaping? I don't know. 
but those people, people that are being taken advantage of by their phone will always be taken advantage of by some outside source. Hmm. People, I strongly believe we do not change society for. That is not permanently, right? They can all, everyone can always change. Those are the people that you got to make sure you're not changing for or else you're going to create a weak society. If you're just giving in because someone can't be on their fo- can't not be on their phone, well then we're we're changing for the wrong people, you know? Right. Like you're weak, sorry. That's what it comes down to. Now, when you guys were talking about that, there is a big eco chamber of it all. Did you guys talk about any like tactical like okay, if I'm finding myself in a situation I don't like, let's say with your phone, with an addiction, with like, you know, like you ever get away, you'll be checking it and you're like, oh, I don't have any notifications and you'll put it down and five minutes later, you're checking again. Mm, yeah. Or, Everybody, I'm sure everyone feels that at some point. So did you guys like tactically go over anything like, okay, so we know this, this is an issue, right? My radiator is running out of fluid. Well, okay. You can't just keep adding fluid and trying to fix it. You got to fix the problem and come up with like a plan. Did you guys talk about anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that I suggested as far as, and it was one of the focal points actually for my month of September was one of my focal points was to put down the phone uh, more and, and kind of intertwine that into, into like my morning routine, because I feel like oftentimes you wake up, boom, your alarm hits. What do you do? First thing, usually our alarms are on our phone. Phones are by our beds. You hit the phone. Then what's the first thing you do? Oh, you're laying in bed. You might be rolling around a little bit. If you don't have, you know, your morning routine where you're not letting yourself roll around, hit a snooze button and right. what do you do? look at your phone. Well, when you look at your phone, what are you doing? You're probably going to hit social media. Then what are you doing? You're scrolling. Then the big thing, your brain is going in between two brain states. When you wake up in the morning and when you go to sleep, I heard you talk about binaural beats. I listen to them at night sometimes when I meditate. But basically, it's the theta to beta and the beta to theta. And that's, that's when your brain is most moldable, right? So when we're first thing in the morning, we're doing boom, grabbing the phone, looking at social media. And this is where I think that it's most, that it is the most harmful. I agree. You're letting other people, the first thing you do in the, in the morning, you're letting random, you don't know what's about to pop up on your feed, whatever you're looking at. Random people's thoughts could be from two days ago, could be from an hour ago, depending on the algorithm of the platform. You're letting them dictate your thoughts in the morning. You're letting them dictate those things. Like literally, it could be a girl's ass or it could be nature's metal ripping apart an animal. Like, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. It's like you auto, you're automatically just, whoop, all right, let's see where today goes. Throw it up in the air and let the dice roll. And it could be something really bad. It could be something funny. And it, like, you're just really rolling the dice. I just don't like that idea of you not being in control of your life. Because that is when the system takes advantage of you to the point where it messes with your brain and your thoughts. And when, and when I think something else is taking control of your thoughts, you need to be careful with that and tread, tread lightly. Because that's what it's doing. Right. Now, I think there's another like way to, I mean, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's 
also something that's like a priming device. I think most people don't understand if, and I get caught up in it. I love comics podcasts because I'm a fucked up motherfucker. I like dark humor, some shit that like I've shown Adam or I've shown some of my friends like the, the stuff that I laugh at and they're like, what? what the hell like what do you even like this doesn't even make sense to laugh at type of thing but it's just tom segura like your mom's house i don't know if you ever watch it it's the most fucked up podcast you'll ever watch but it's hilarious but they're also business minded so i love it. it's like it's awesome balance um that being said if i watch that podcast in the morning i've noticed my day is not as productive because that's what i primed for i primed for a dopamine release on a laughs or thinking something's funny right but if i sit there and i'm actually glad you brought this up because i'm gonna start doing this again i literally wrote it down on a, on a little notepad here yeah. uh, if i wake up in the morning and my goal up until after i'm done working out and already home is to have taken in more information from a book or an educational podcast mm then my my day went good. Yeah. It's always if I start my morning off like that, my day goes good. So like when I before I work out, I read on the stairmaster. I physically read a book on the stairmaster. It looks probably stupid to people. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. But it's something that's like really interesting because it's a priming tool in the sense that if you use your phone the right way, it'll also get you ready. Like if you're going you're getting ready to go to a workout and you're hitting arms you might even be excited, but let's just say you're not as well. And you're watching a video of uh, Bradley, right? And he's showing you how to do some workout, whatever it is. You're priming your subconscious to go, yeah, I'm, doing, I'm getting ready to go do that thing. Versus some people sit there and be scrolling. And now they, let's just say you see this hot girl on there and it, you feel like she's out of your league. Now, subconsciously, you're like, man, I wish. I guess I'll go to the gym and try to make it happen. That's not the mindset to go in. No. You want to go in there like a dog, you know, I'm getting ready to go fuck this gym up. That simple switch is I think where a lot of people fall into the trap of their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, I think it's also the communication aspect. It's kind of can be flip flopped if you don't use it correctly. Cause it's like these phones and these devices have, have given us, like you said, so much more insight to things that we didn't know. We literally have so much knowledge at our fingertips. We get directions. We don't have to use a map. Like these things are so good for society. But then it's like, can be flip the script. You're in a room full of people that you love or you're at the dinner table and you want to be on the phone. And it's like, you are not being present with these people. Like you're doing the opposite of what the phone was created for you to do. And that was one of the things that was mentioned in the social network. The thing about that is, is that all of the people that were being interviewed were post, uh, had been a part of a major, major technology corporation, whether it was Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, part of the original interfaces, whether it was like a president that no longer worked, whatever it may be. But they all said the same thing. We started this with the intention of connectivity and connections, but because people abused a, a good thing, right? But those are, the, those are the kind of situations where it's like, don't let this thing that is a blessing for us to have be turned into a bad thing. Like, don't let it 
just goes back to the whole, you use it and don't let it use you. Yo, have you ever tried to call, <laughs> you ever tried to call somebody out about it? Talk about an addict. They'll be pissed. They're like, what? I'm just checking. Duh, 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 duh. And I'm like, I just saw you scrolling. And then they got like all excuse in the world because I'll catch myself too. I'm like, I'm a type of person where if I think of something, I got to show you like on my phone and I'll be like, all right, I'm literally pulling it out for this reason. Other than that, I hate being the guy that's like casually scrolling. You'll almost never catch me randomly scrolling because it's such a pet peeve. And if you call somebody out that's doing it, it's like you just called them out for, you know, incest or something because they get so fucking defensive. I mean, it, it like psychologically speaking, it is a drug. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not far out to call it like that addiction, you know, so whatever other ties and emotional behaviors that we have towards anything that we're addicted to, just look at your phone as the exact same thing because you are getting dopamine from your device. Like, that's just a fact. It's crazy. Like going back to that, like tactical thing with it too, is there's always a good test that I do on myself, right? Cause there's, I'm just going to be real. Social media is a thing that guys and girls are going to use as like a dating app in a sense as well. Yeah. Um, that being said, I go, okay, I got to test myself on how I'm using this. Cause I don't, I don't like monitor what I'm really stopping and scrolling and looking at, but who is, is the algorithm. Right? <laughs> so now I go to the search bar and if I start seeing a bunch of tits and ass pop up, I go, ah, all right, I got to start unfollowing some girls here that aren't <laughs> maybe the healthiest for my mindset, right? Pausing on that a little bit too much. What's that? Yeah, are you, you're thinking, oh, maybe I've been pausing on those pictures a little bit too much. Right. So it's like, okay, like I got to evaluate even who I'm following because sometimes it's like, I'll get in a, you know, a couple of chats with some girls, whatever. And then I'm like, I'm not even feeling this. Like, why am I talking to this girl? Like, cause she works out and <laughs> stays in shape basically, you know? And then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing that thing that I know is not healthy to use this app for, you know? But if I get on there and the search thing is like people that are like my friends or, you know, mindset, this or that. And I'm like, ah, all right, cool. You know, you're utilizing the tool, right? But so many people, it's also hard to break that algorithm because people don't understand what they have to do. So like tactical, like this is for anyone watching. Tactically, if you go, okay, I don't like what I'm seeing. Dude, politics, I won't see it on mine. Everyone's like, I'm seeing all these political ads and like, I don't see a single one. So guess whose fault that is? Yours, you know? Like it's very simple, but it's hard to execute. Mm -hmm. You sit there, the people that start sharing political ads, you restrict their profile. So if they're a friend and you don't want to unfollow them, first off, unfollow them if they're not a friend. If you don't personally know them, unfollow them. But if you want to keep following them so you don't offend anyone, there's a restrict button. So you go in their profile, you put them on restrict so you don't see their stories and you don't see their posts. If you go to their profile, you can and you can check in, you know. But once you start doing that, you start seeing just what you want. Start following the pages that are motivational quotes or people working out, you know? Don't follow or the, the shit that you don't want to see. It's literally that simple. But so many people don't tactically start doing that. And that's when they get caught up in that, that rabbit hole. Yeah. And they get out. 
And I think that comes back to everything you need to be self-aware about. Like, don't let other people saying certain things influence the way you actually feel about it. Do the research for yourself. And I feel like that is one issue with this culture of social media where it's like you see these things and then you instantly oh, that's true. I saw it on this. This person said this, or this news outlet said this. Well, guess what? That news outlet has agendas. That person may have got their information from the wrong person. This person's getting paid to say that. Like, don't believe that stuff. Always do your own research. And it's a funny thing, but they, people on Instagram, they're called influencers. Like it's right under our nose, people like influencers. What are they doing? They're influencing people like. But also to, to flip that, though, be ready to listen. True. There are so many people that go, I want to research this thing and they won't go. I want to listen to the other side. How hard is it to hear somebody like, you know, uh, like obviously me and you both watch Joe Rogan. So imagine watching some snowflake. And you're like, God, you know, fuck this guy. But you got to like truly be like, I want him to prove me wrong. I like when Joe put that as he's like, I go into a conversation wanting to be proven wrong. Mm, yeah. With that, with that, you're you're diving for the true information and you're ready to have a paradigm shift because there's so many things that I thought about. If it wasn't for Joe, he was the first like um, masculine figure that was connected to his like feminine energy, if you want to put it with those like terms, you know? And if I wasn't willing to listen to some of his podcasts that I necessarily wouldn't have enjoyed, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. And that's powerful. But that's because you took yourself out of like your, your perspective and how you certainly felt things and were influenced by things and were raised and where you came from. And you said, okay, I don't know everything. Let me take a step back and see what this person has to offer. I think that's a problem with so much stuff that we deal with today. It's like, nobody wants to listen to anybody else. It's my way or the highway. It's like, can we not have a civil conversation? Like, can we not discuss how, where your point of view is coming from? And then can we trace it back to, okay, why? Why do you think this way? Like maybe what has happened in your life that hasn't happened in my life that has changed your views. Like yeah. experiences are, everyone lives different lives. Everyone comes from different places. Like those experiences and things that we go through very much shape who we are. So we can't think that we know it all when we've lived one life out of all of these billions of lives that are happening. Like, Well, interesting too is like with, you know, studying psychology and things, I'm interested in it on such a deeper level. So like, let's just say, you know, I mean, you got a girl you're tied down to now. Um, I'm back into the dating around thing, right? And it's interesting when I'm having a conversation with somebody where I want to dig deep. I want to, I want to get, I want to peel the onion, you know? And there's some that almost get offended because it's like, oh, that's an interesting way to think about it. Like what, like I'm not asking it straight up like this, but like, you know, you have daddy issues type of shit or like whatever it is. Like I'll just, you know, like we're going to dive into it that if you have those issues and you're not comfortable talking about it, like people would just get default offensive or like, yeah, we're, and it, like if you start asking a question that maybe they don't understand why you're asking, 
and as another thing that like gets him like defensive and it's like that to me is interesting because I don't think that way. So I got to like balance that out when I'm talking, you know, to There's, female. Yeah. yeah. What was that? I saw you posted something on your story. It was like uh, the picture of the person like licking the brain. <laughs> oh, shit. What? I don't remember what it was, but it was basically on the terms of like, I'm attracted to someone's like mental thought, like mental process and mind over, you know, their looks or their money or their like possessions. I'm like interested in how you're thinking. Yeah. Well, and it's like, if, if you're going to, I'm also, so my personality type is a philosopher. So I will literally agree with you on something. I'll be like, yo, I completely understand. But what if, and then I flip the script, Joe does it all the time on his podcast. I think it's why I like listening to his podcast so much and I'll do it. It's hard to be my business partner. Like Ron, I'm sorry, you know, but like, we'll be like coming up with marketing ideas. And I'm like, but what if we do it this way and see if it works? And sometimes it does. It's also why I'm good at what I do. Yeah. That's the people, that's the kind of people you need. And I think it's so fun. Like, you know, you're, when you're building a team, and you can attest to this probably more than I could even with building a business team, but you want people that aren't necessarily exactly the same as you. Like you all are, everyone has innate gifts and things that they're blessed with, right? So we all need to magnify those gifts as best as best as possible. I always say own, own your gaps, right? So you have things that are, you're super good at, own that, be great at it but also surround yourself with people that are really good at things that you may not be that great at. But it's, it's sometimes hard for us to do that because we always want to surround ourselves with maybe people that are so much alike us or like-minded, you know? So it's important to get out of that comfort zone, not only in like your everyday actions, but in like the people and the thought processes that you surround yourself with. One thing that, I mean, just to add to that, get there's certain people that also it's hard to find like-minded people like you and I right that are like true go-getters not like I'm gonna post about it and still not do shit take no action people like well how do I get around those people sometimes you have to pay I have masterminds I swear to god that I pay $1,500 a month just to be in chats with these people we do quarterly meetups and that's it yeah now I'm not saying you got to go and do that there's some that are just $100 a month, whatever it is. Get around like-minded people because I go to this group and so me and Ron, you know, we both work out. We're big dudes. We go to this group. We're probably the only people that work out and we're around these personality types that are so different, but we're all like-minded in the sense of biohacking. Now, they're not biohacking to put on muscle. They're biohacking like, how can I think this much faster? And like, there's like these like nerdy people or, or maybe there's some that are kind of like in between and dude, it's so interesting. So we had to go in there and actually show them that we weren't dumb meatheads, you know? So, but it was interesting because we all learned from each other. Oh yeah. And that's the best. That is the best thing. And you literally led into something that I wanted to talk about by the whole thing of your network is your net worth, right? Oh, you yeah. Earlier, you have surrounded yourself with like-minded people, some people older, some people younger. You even said that you were searching out mentors at an early age and when you didn't have anything, but you had a vision. And that's something that 
I've been able to search out and have a good mentor who's done these things that I want to achieve and things like that. And then even just creating relationships and staying tight with people like you, with Adam, with people who are on the same track and have the same thought process. So how important has it been for you in your network? And also, if someone's like, man, I understand what you're saying, but how do I get there? How do I find these people? Like, I think some of it happens organically, but there is some intention. Like we said, it always comes back to intention that you have to search this stuff out. Like this isn't just going to fall in your lap. So what have, what have been some things along your route uh, as far as your network that have, you know, helped you get into those circles? That's again, I love tactical questions. So I absolutely love it because where I am now is I'm telling you, it's all weird things that I do that some people from the outside would most people from the outside be like, what the fuck? Like really my business partner, Ron, right. And my brother, I was, I was in his wedding. Like me and this dude are so close. I move here in a beat up Impala, the bumper completely broke in half. I had to zip tie. So say like this is, this mic is the the crack, right? I had to holes and zip tie it together like a stitch. And I'm moving down here and I don't know the right people. And speak the devil, he's trying to call me right now. Uh, But I put a Grant Cardone, I started really reading Grant Cardone's books and he sends stickers with his books. And I'm like, I fucking hate being the sticker guy on vehicles. But there was a 10X family sticker. And I was like, you know what? I'm going somewhere I don't know people. What if I pull up next to somebody and they've read his books, right? Uh I literally put a sticker on my bumper. The first day I go to work out at this gym, we're in a small town in Florida. I see this meathead walking around, you know, and I'm like, he's even got a guy that he's mentoring. But yeah. like, I'm like, dude, he's in a fucking stringer. He just looks like a typical gym rat douchebag, like just <laughs> straight. And all of a sudden he leaves the gym. I see him kind of eyeing me down a little, whatever, but he leaves the gym and he comes back in and he's interrupting people mid set. And then all of a sudden I see him like point at me and I'm like, man, I fucking, did I hit this dude's car coming in and like, what, like what's going on? Why is he like looking? Cause someone pointed at me and he started coming my way. I'm like, fuck, here we go. First day I'm here. I'm about to get in a fight at the gym. And he comes up and he's like, yo, is that Impala yours? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, the bumper. And I'm like, yeah, it's zip tied together. Did it, did they break? Like, fuck, this is embarrassing as shit. He goes, dude, I don't give a fuck about the car, the sticker, the bumper sticker. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh shit. Yo, you, you, you read Grant? And he's like, dude, I follow him like a motherfucker. And then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to ruin my workout. This is the trick. When people come up to you, don't ask for too much. If people message me, they're most likely not going to get much. They better engage with me first and then ask for like advice to hang out, to get knowledge, right? So I'm like, we'll go out to eat. Let's chat. Got his Instagram. The next day we're out eating. We start our first business partnership the next day. Wow. Now I tiptoe into it. Tommy, meet him at the gym. The same reason, but it's like, tactically, I thought about when am I going to go to the gym, right? I'm not going to go in the morning, even though it would be ideal. Now this was at that time, right? I go in the morning. Now I want to go during the nine to five, when the people that I don't want to be like are going to be working, which means everyone at that gym is going to be either retired or doing their own thing. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work out there. Boom. I meet Tommy, one of my biggest clients. And again, my best friends, another dog. Yeah. I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm also going to read at the gym. I started reading on the Stairmasters a straight peacock. So everyone in the gym knew that I'm searching for knowledge, right? There's these certain tactical things you got to do to put yourself out there or else no one's going to know you. I want to be known for the guy that's trying to learn, right? Everyone wants to be that. All right, cool. I'm going to read on the Stairmaster. Happens. I learn the best way that way now. Mm. So the network, you got to do sometimes, I'm not saying get a tattoo, a 10X on your forehead. Honestly, I don't listen to Grant that much anymore. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions and the right people will see it. It's like the law of attraction. But there's an addition and this is where it all flips. You have to be willing to be alone for a while, especially if you're not around certain people because the wrong people will pull you in the wrong direction. And it's, that seems simple, but I've come up with like this idea of the law of detraction where, no, I'm not going to hang out with certain people. I might end up being lonely because I'm not going out on weekends or I'm not hanging out with the girls that I know aren't bringing any value to my life. But because I didn't have those distractions and I detracted those people away from me by talking about my goals on social media, posting that I'm reading. Certain people won't fuck with people that post books on their stories, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start doing that because also the law of attraction is going to work. Someone's going to comment like, yo, I've read that. Cool. Now I want to fuck with that person. I'm going to get into conversation with them, meet up. And it's just that simple. But people don't want to get uncomfortable and post a book they're reading, if they're even reading. That's the biggest thing that you just said there is putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. Yes. That's the only way we've talked about the gym a lot. And you know, whether you relate to working out at the gym or not, it's a simple fact that when you go to the gym and work out, you're breaking down muscle fibers and muscle tissue and it's building back stronger. Same thing. Being uncomfortable is going to hurt just like lifting weights. But guess what? When you come back from being uncomfortable, you'll be better for it. You'll have learned a lesson. And it's the same thing with fear, failure, doubt, all those things that are looked at as a negative, a negative. I've started recently really trying to switch my mindset on when I feel fear, not crawl up in a ball, let it be a fire under my ass to go act now with a fail or something like, of course, if I want to go talk to a doctor or something, I'm going to be a little nervous. Like, all right, when do I approach? How do I say it? What's my like pitch? How am I going to do this? But that moment that you feel that is when you should attack right away. Because if you wait too long, you're going to fall back. Like and you're going to lose oh. confidence in yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then when you do that, you're going to be like, oh, man. Same thing in the morning. I don't let myself hit the snooze button. I get up as soon as I hear it. Put my feet on the floor and go. The days that I don't do it and I roll around, I don't feel as good. And I'm like, damn, I knew I should have done that, but I didn't because I was comfortable in bed and I didn't want to get up. So I stayed comfortable. You got a girl in bed. And you're like, oh, I'm just snuggle though. <laughs> it's even harder, right? So it's, it's those kind of things that you have to like put yourself in those positions and know that you're going to be better for it. Oh yeah. Well, and, and I think to add on that, 
something that makes working out so much easier for people like me and you is what's harder? What's harder for you? The physical uncomfort or being mentally uncomfortable? Dude, mentally. Yeah. If I don't work out for like three or four days, I'm like, oh, no. Uh, like atrophy. Uh, I don't feel as good. I don't have as much energy. I feel like a lard. Like, Okay, so but what if, let's say you're working out. Okay. Everything's going right in your health. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's something that, I'm sure it's something you've dealt with just because the position you're in, you have to deal with traumas, right? Everything's going right physically. And then you realize there's something that's causing a barrier to your ceiling, right? And you got to work through it. So let's just say all of a sudden you go, okay, I got I to gotta cut off females. I got, a, I got an unhealthy relationship with females, which means you're now home alone at night and you're thinking and you're going, okay, I got to fix this, 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 and this mentally. And now I got to work through that. That has been the most difficult thing because as you're working through those things, dude, I can't even explain the pain where you're like, this doesn't make sense why I'm even hurting. I know tactically how I've got this mindset towards this thing or why my mind, say, couldn't connect emotionally. You know, my sister almost committed suicide because I was an asshole to her growing up and I didn't find out till a YouTube video. And that fucking broke me. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I was in Montana at the time and I'm, I find myself the night that that happened sitting in the shower crying, dude, like my sister, dude. Yeah. Love her more than anything. Wanted to commit suicide because I couldn't emotionally understand that I shouldn't be saying some things that I said, said when, you know, she was growing up because a female, I can't treat like my twin who I'm like, you know, just throwing in the hardest insults, right? Because that's how boys play. Yeah. Doing the same thing to my sister, telling her she's like a whore and shit. And my parents weren't correcting it. And I love them for, for who they are, but they weren't correcting things. And then when I'm finding out how damaging that is to a person, I'm like, how many other people around me have I treated like that? Am I ever going to fix myself? Am I ever going to learn this? And dude, that right there, fixing how I had to perceive the world so the world would perceive me a certain way because I don't want to be the person that makes people want to kill themselves was fucking hard. I wish I could have worked out and chiseled my my abs to that, you know? Yeah. Fighting mental demons are so much harder. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. And I think the big thing that you said there is having to be alone. Yes. There's all these fillers and things that we put in our lives, whether that could be the phone, people. The phone is the biggest one. Yeah. Um, Because the phone stays with you even when you're alone. But I think, you know, you saw a rise when you're speaking of suicide, you saw a rise in suicide rates over the pandemic because people are alone. Alcoholics are alone. They're not at work being distracted by their demons. So what are they doing? They're exercising their demons. Things along those lines where people are uncomfortable being alone and with their own thoughts. And that's where it goes to the true beginning steps to self-help is being self-aware and knowing where you're lacking and being honest with yourself 
So, so many times we, we are always talking about, oh, you need to tell the truth to these people. Tell the truth. Okay. Are you lying to yourself? Like right now, are you lying to yourself where you're at mentally, where you're at physically? Are you lying to yourself about your goals? Are you making excuses on why you're not doing things? Why you're not mending certain relationships? Why you're holding on to grudges? Whatever it may be, are you being truthful with yourself, one? And then are you looking inside enough, shedding your ego, shedding all the other things, and being able to say, this is where I am. This is who I am. These are my experiences. This is who I want to be. And now here are the steps that I need to take and the habits that I need to create every day and the mindset that I need to take towards them to get to that, right? Because so many times we don't have those conversations with the person in the mirror. Right. Well, you're doing, everyone's busy with their day-to-day and now you got Corona to bitch about and the politics to bitch about. Something that has helped me and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Adam's done his yet, but have you ever heard of the 2.0 experiment? Uh-uh. I'd be interesting to interested to do, you know, another podcast. Maybe I'll have you on on my setup back here and and we can do another one. But think of yourself now. Accept yourself for what you are, but be fucking truthful about who you are now. And that's the 1.0 version of yourself. You look at the things that aren't ideal. And you think about the 2.0 version of yourself, what you want to become, the character you want to unlock, right? What traits do you have or what traits do you want, right? In that 2.0 version of yourself. Then be brutally fucking honest with yourself. What traits do you have now that you want to cut out? And again, I keep going back to the female thing because right now it's a big one for me. And it's something that I don't, I think too many guys want to try and hide that. Like I get lost in when I'm alone right now, I'm dealing with an issue of when I'm alone, I want to get a hold of one of the females hit me up. Hey, I just come over knowing it's not a good idea. Knowing that I don't, I mean, I'm going to want to end up trying to hook up with them. Right. Like that's how the night's going to end up rolling around. But why the fuck am I doing that? Right. Because there's certain things that I'm trying to deal with right now. So like I posted, you know, the, a couple weeks back and I was had to get vulnerable because I felt like if I wasn't vulnerable with the outside world, I wouldn't take action on going back to my therapy that I was going to or doing the certain type of uh, hypnotherapy that I was doing. Yeah. And so many guys hit me up and was like, yo, oh, like it's crazy seeing you post this. Like, and I, like this pandemic's fucked me up. I was like, dude, surprise. It wasn't the fucking pandemic. <laughs> isn't what fucked you up oh i love that it's so true that just exposed it exactly those things have been going on you just had to be alone and realize it boom the first step you realized it now what right and and that's where i think dude this has been more of a blessing for more people than anything i mean some people sure it's not been the best thing i think there's gonna this I've I've been thinking about how this will be written about, whether it's people's biographies or it's just history in general. And it's going to be pretty interesting um, because I think there's a lot of people doing a lot of good growth. And I think a lot of people doing a lot of great things. Um, but there's also the negative that I'm sure people are experiencing as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a weird, weird time. 
It's a weird time. You're in Florida though. That's nice because there's a lot less regulations in Florida. <laughs> Where they 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 don't they don't give a shit in Florida. No, dude, it's absolutely wild. And I when we start traveling and shit, we're like traveling everywhere already. And uh, you know, obviously the airport, I can understand why they're all you know security up. But I'm like, that's just because it's the airport, right? And then we get off and we're like in California and San Diego and it's like masked everywhere. And I'm like, dude, no one gives a fuck in Florida. I'm getting ready to go to Ohio for a quick turn and burn. And Dylan's like, dude, everyone's still crazy here. I was like, I just went to the dentist without a mask. I didn't even, even in the waiting room, no mask. No one cares here. It's so weird. It's so weird how in the U.S., like, yes, we have a culture, but each state is so different. And I've been thankful, you know, I looked at it as a negative growing up, but I got to, you know, live in a bunch of different places. So I got to see a lot of different things and kind of know what I like, know what I don't like. But it's so weird, like the different cultures and like the way that people were raised and in the states too. Yeah, the states, the states, like when you're Northwest, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like my parents live up in Connecticut now in the Northeast. And I grew up in the South. So you're going to like two different ways of life. Like everyone is boom, 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 go, 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 go up, up in like New York, of course. Like no one opens doors for each other. Everyone's usually like looking down and like running, running, running. Right. Which is all good. The hustle and bustle is fine. But then you have, you know, people in the South that are like, howdy, ma'am. How are you? Let me get your door for you. How was your day today? And it's so funny because people that aren't used to that, that like I've had friends that have been up and lived and grew up in like a different area and then come to the South and they're like, this person was talking to me in the bathroom. It was the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) She was asking how my day was (laughs) and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know why she was talking to me. I'm like, "Ah, she's just being nice. (laughs) Like That's like... (laughs) So funny, but even just the like the differences in states, it's wild. Yeah, and I, I don't know. That's interesting hearing you say that because you know Adams had the same you know experience uh, and and move in a bit. And I think as soon as I could, I moved. And I think I actually I would say I know it's part of the reason why I am the way I am now. You have to, just like you said, you have to experience it other ways of living to know create your own fucking path. But if you don't know the different paths, well, then how are you going to know which one you even want to be on? If you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I want to start canceling everybody because they're doing one little bad thing or they get caught doing something. I'm not going to let them change. It's like, well, now you're not being open-minded because I'm sure there's times when you fucked up in your life. Doesn't make what they did right or wrong, right? Or you then got these like the Antifa people just beating the shit out of people or vice versa, whatever the fuck's going on. Hey, let's step back. Let's see every side and then let's make a rational decision outside of eco chambers, no tribe mentality. What do you want to do? What's your honest thought? People don't take the time to do that or to listen to other culture. And I think that's where we both have that with, you know, the moving we've done. Yeah. It's it's important to travel and see other things and other people and other places. It's super important. Um, oh yeah. But 
if anyone listening right now, I always say this, if you're listening right now and you thought, man, that was a good point that Cody made or that I made at some point in the show. It's so easy to listen to these things or to read something or to hear something and be like, oh, that was awesome. And you can get this like two second spurt of motivation and then you don't like put it into your life and you don't put it into action. You're like, oh, that's true. I do need to, you know, look at, look at myself in the mirror and answer some of these questions that I've been pushing down that make me feel a type of way. Or maybe I do need to start going to the gym and, you know, that'll help me feel better about my self-esteem or how I look and my confidence. But if you don't turn around and start implementing these things in your life, it's where the everyday action comes from the breathing air mantra. If you don't start implementing these things, we can write down and manifest. We can meditate. But if you're not having everyday action, none of this shit's going to happen for you. So I hope that y'all got something out of this podcast with Cody. I know I certainly did. Uh, that you guys can implement and use to push your life forward and get you to your goals and help you be in better state of mind and all of those things. But use that action. Cody, man, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Where can everybody find you? If they're trying to find you, we're definitely going to have to have you back on because I feel like we could have kept talking for like at least two or three more hours. And I'm super pumped to come down and visit you and Adam and, and uh, you know, just do what we do. But where can everybody find you if they want to find you or uh, message you about the show or whatever it may be? So as of right now, and this is where things get weird, you know, I've had accounts shut down. So um, there's some, some tactical moves being made. But right now, the best place I'll just give is Instagram. It's if you hit me up anywhere else, I'm most likely not going to see it. But Instagram, Cody underscore the conqueror. And you'll find me there. Um, I guess I'll just I'll leave it here too, man. I love that we were able, I like having the conversations that move me forward and I get something out of. So I appreciate you having me on, dude. You know, my, my podcast as it's rolling out, um, I'm definitely going to have you on. Adam's going to be on quite a bit and same conversations like this. So yeah, is connected. They can, you know, catch me there in later times. Yeah. And when that comes out, obviously I'll be able to push it and we'll be able to rock with it. And this is, this shows you the importance, man. Like, Cody and I have never even met in person per se. Like I know Adam, Adam knows me. Adam knows my mindset. Me and Adam are like-minded people. This is my buddy from high school and him and Cody connected the same way. Me and Cody literally just got on a FaceTime, started talking like we knew each other for like three years because when you meet and you get around people and you surround yourself, that's the whole, you know, law of attraction thing that we talked about. Like-minded people are drawn to like-minded people. So be able to put yourselves in positions to succeed and good things will happen. Most definitely. Well, thank you all so much for checking us out. I almost forgot, Cody. This is a question that I love to ask and you've had lots of it. Shit. So you ready for this? All right. What is your definition of success? Um, time and money freedom. And then once you get those two, it's also stacking it with the legacy, trying to help other people get those same things. Yeah, that's, that's solid, short and sweet. I love it. So time and money and legacy and being able to help others. That being said, I'm going to hijack this. I'm going to throw you one last question in too. Okay. When's the last time you cried from gratitude? Dude, it's weird that you say that. It's weird that you say that because... Um, 
the other day I was meditating and I literally started choking up a little bit. It's a, it was the weirdest thing ever. And I have been like practicing meditation for uh, like over a year now. And it's a, it's a, you know, continuous process of trying to make it a clear habit and get into that state of mind, sometimes harder than others. But when you start practicing gratitude, it's, it's a crazy thing. And I love the saying, say thank you in advance for what is already yours. Yes. So when you put yourself in that state of mind and gratitude, but yeah, I was just, you know, thinking about things and like, I wasn't shedding like legit tears, but like I started choking up and like my eyes were watering and I was like, man, what a blessing it is to just be here <laughs> You're right? to be able to like have another breath, to be able to have family and friends. And like, I don't think I've cried about anything in like a long, long time, but that was like the first time that I like really felt super, super strong wave of emotion, like come over me during that time. Um, and God, we could sit here and talk about meditation for a long time too, but right. we're going to have, Cody back on because I know I know that when we go over two hours it's tough for you guys uh to you know fully take in everything but man when you when you get a connection with somebody it's weird too because this happened um during the September thing one of those weird things that happened during September I had gotten contact with this other guy that was doing shows and you know always trying to network for the show and um weirdly he just messaged me like two or three weeks i thought maybe we weren't gonna get in touch but messaged me and was like hey sorry for the late response it's been crazy i'm actually relaunching this podcast he had this podcast called like hustle like hustle money like something something that was like go 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 like push and he had reached this success level of you know great success just like you have like and he realized he was like man I've got all these things. I don't really feel like I feel like I should, you know, there's some, there's some things missing. So he started unpacking it and he was basically rebranding his podcast to something that like is very parallel with my message. And he just texted me and was like, Hey, I'm actually rebranding my show, looking for some guests. Like I saw you commented cause I said I would guess for it. And he's like, can you get on a call, get on a call in like five minutes and it was just like real quick. I happened to be just, you know, doing some stuff on a light day. Get on a call five minutes, start talking to this dude. Our stuff just aligned like perfectly what we were talking about. And then we got on the show maybe a week or two later. And it was one of those shows where he had like for us and I, you know, this, I don't plan like a whole lot when it comes to the shows. I get a good grip of where we're going and I kind of get know my guests and I know their passions and I know questions to kind of pry at. But I don't really uh, write like specific questions. Thing, yeah. yeah. And he had, I think, kind of a specific plot on where he was going. We started talking. He's like, rips up his paper, throws it out. He's like, all right, let's go. This is so good. I'm getting into this. Like, this is so much. He's like, dude, yes, yes, yes. Like, it was just one of those things where we were just on such like a same playing field. But it's one of those things, dude, when you have the right mindset and you put in the right action. Like these things will start coming into your life from all different angles. And oh, yeah. Adams, Adams, if you listen to Adams podcast, same thing. He said the same thing. So wildlife. Yeah. All right. Well, I just went on another tangent, but man, Cody, thank you so much for coming on the show. Y'all thank you for listening. If you haven't already go hit subscribe on Apple podcasts, leave a rating and a comment. If you enjoyed this show, 
share it with a friend. And as always, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to learn more about the show, get updates. You can find us on Instagram at Breathing Air Podcast. That's breathing without the G. So Breathing Air Podcast on Instagram. Check us out. Hit us with a follow. Hit me with any questions that you have. And thank you all so much for taking your time to listen. Cody, appreciate you coming on, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. Have a good one.